Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and joining me today, it's a light crowd, is one... Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail, yes. <laughs> We're back again. Today is December the 17th, and this is episode number 35 of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Last week was a very exciting week. We had the big crossover two-parter event with Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz, Frank and Jen, Jen and Frank... It was so the much fun. The whole big fun. thing. It was a lot of fun. I hope you've had a chance to listen to it. Um, if not, it's on the feed. Go yeah. check it out. And Seems. then come back here. Yeah. The holidays are coming. I know you I know you need stuff to do. It's not like you're going to be busy or anything. So load <laughs> up your podcast's uh, queue and make sure you've got several episodes of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. We're not busy either, so we'll just keep recording. Yeah, well, exactly. We have nothing else yeah. going on. There's nothing going on in our yeah. lives. <laughs> Did you know that... I'm I, moving to... <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, that. That's one thing. We're going to Disney. <laughs> you know how I celebrated the big crossover event with Theme Park Thursday with Dillo's Diz? Uh, I flew up right up to New York... And had a pizza with Jen and Frank this past weekend. Oh, why don't you brag about it? <laughs> yeah, I saw. That was great for you. If you are a follower of our Twitter, our Instagram, or even Frank and Jen's Twitter, Instagram, because maybe you're here because you heard us there, or vice versa. And by the way, God, our audio was terrible. I want to apologize to Frank, Jen, Jen, Frank. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know what was happening. You should have told us how terrible we sounded. Yeah. Sorry that was, about it that. was really bad, but uh, we don't normally sound that bad in person. Or maybe that is how we sound, and I make it sound better for our show. <laughs> I don't know, but that was pretty bad. But yeah, got to have a little pizza in Times Square, and then we spent a little time over in the Disney store. Why don't you keep rubbing it in? Lucky I didn't spend all of our Christmas money on that one stop. Seriously, just keep rubbing it in how you got to meet <laughs> Jen and Frank. It was awesome, and I wanted to thank them specifically for coming out hopping on the train, dealing with the Times Square tourist mania that goes on in that area. Because I know if you're if you're more local to that area, you don't really go to Times Square. Yeah, that was cool of them. <laughs> so that was really awesome to get to see them, and I really appreciate it. Had a great time. And hopefully, the next time we all get together, it'll be the whole monorail family, and maybe it'll be in Orlando. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe visiting one of these restaurants that we're going to talk about today. Ooh, I'm going to get to visit those restaurants. Yeah. So a little segue into today's topics. As you mentioned, you're going to be moving down to Orlando in a couple of weeks yourself. Uh-huh. Doing a little scouting for the family. Yeah. Before we get to come down. So while you're there, 
You have an assignment. Um, cry and wish that everyone was there with me. Oh, I don't think you'll be, you won't be thinking about it at all because you're going to be spending all your time. You've already said you're going to immediately get your annual pass. I am. (laughs) And so all your free time will be occupied. You won't be thinking about us. By the time we get there, you're like, why go to Disney? I've done it too much at this point. No, that's not true. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you'll spend all, all your time. But I do know that we did discuss that you will have special dining assignments. Yes. At Disney Springs. Uh Uh-huh. And you're going to bring some dining reviews to the table. I um, am all for dining. To the table. (laughs) Yeah. He quoted that. Yeah. I am pretty excited. Uh, I like to eat. Mm -hmm. And I will find the weirdest thing on a menu, and that's what I will order. So I'm perfect for uh, going around eating at different places. Yeah. Because I'm not intimidated by weird food. No, you try everything. I like dining with you because you always pick the weirdest thing on the menu. And then I get to try it, but I don't have to order it for myself. Yeah. (laughs) So that's always a good way for me to try weird things, too. And I usually end up liking stuff that you order. So Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, you do okay. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to talk about some new things going on at Disney Springs. And then we're going to take a look at this list. And we're going to start maybe scouting out where your first assignments are going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking we could do today. Okay. Let's first talk about... You remember we talked about Wine Bar George that just opened in Disney Springs? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, it was nominated in USA Today's 10 Best New Restaurants in the Country. How about that's the first place I go to? So, I think maybe that should be your first assignment. Yay! So, yeah, according to the National Restaurant Association, the United States is home to more than a million different restaurants with hundreds of new locations opening up every year. USA Today asked a group of food and travel experts to nominate their 20 favorite new restaurants that opened this past year. Wine Bar George made the list. And I guess top 10 because um, it's, it's saying 10 best. But you can actually be involved in the voting process. Readers can vote for their favorite from this list uh, until Monday, January 7th, noon Eastern. The 10 winning restaurants will be announced Friday, January 18th. Okay, so if I'm reading this correctly, they've arrived at a top 20 list yeah it sounds like it and now voters can pick their top 10 yeah so you need to go so you can be a valid voter don't be an uneducated voter i won't i will go and then i'll vote go and go down there january 7th monday january 7th that's your first day starting new job day so i can go on the 6th or something yeah go go the weekend before Mm -hmm. use that to cap off your your moving celebration and then get to work (laughs) yeah So that's pretty cool. I mean, you know there's high-quality restaurants in Disney Springs. It's a wonderful place, a lot of amazing options. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, definitely. Yeah, and Wine Bar George apparently is is no slouch. That's definitely a place I want to go to. Any of our listeners that um, are my girlfriends, if you live in the area, let me know. And we can meet up. That's right. So another restaurant opened just recently, opened in November. That was the Wolfgang Puck Bar & Grill. That opened at Disney Springs. Okay. Located next to the Coca-Cola store and easily accessible from the Orange Garage. We actually walked by this under construction while we were there at the end of July. I don't know if you remember. It was kind of walled off. Um, Yeah. You remember that corridor you walk through that's almost like an open air kind of a mall, but it has a roof over it? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you walk through there, and then on the right was where the Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill was going to be. And over on the left was the Coca-Cola store. Yeah. So we saw it, and I was thinking... I knew that they had a Wolfgang Express, ex, Wolfgang Puck Express. That's easy for me to say already in Disney Springs, and so I thought maybe it was going to replace, be replacing it. But I think they're, they're going to have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's what I saw. Yeah, so I guess you'd be able to go have a quick meal, Wolfgang Puck style if you wanted, or you could have a nice fancy meal. According to the description, this will have approachable dining with a touch of California elegance. I hope that his meals are better than his freezer meals. Yeah, I'm sure they will be. Um, It will be a dynamic setting inspired by traditional farmhouses and showcase a menu designed to suit every occasion from casual leisurely meals to lavish celebratory gatherings. So, um, so I, I could go by myself and have a lavish celebratory you could. type feast alone. Second, after Wine Bar George. Okay. Yeah. I guess considering the style, it's been inspired by traditional farmhouses. I learned a term this week that maybe applies to the interior design. Shiplap. Are you familiar with shiplap? This is like an HGTV term. No. Yeah, people acted like I should have known this already. Oh. It's like, it's almost like reclaimed wood. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that. Okay. Like the barn wood and yeah. stuff. Yes, okay. I do know what okay. that is. So maybe it will feature some shiplap. I, okay. I know nothing about shiplap. I'm just trying to act like I know something. I, I don't really what's, know. What's more important is on what's on the menu. So you've been previewing the menu and any thoughts, any anything jumping out at you there? Yeah, so, I mean, there's... A variety. Of course, you can get stuff for the whole table to share, like a starter. And they have like artisanal salami <clears throat> with like cheeses, but it's spelled salumi. S- salumi. I think that's a different thing. Okay. Okay. Well, salumi then, if that's a different S-A-L-U-M-I? Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something different. Okay. And then, um, so there's focata and bruschetta and stuff like that and you got some meatballs and then there's like an actual appetizer that has like soups and salads and calamari and chicken wings and shrimp you can also get pizzas or you could get pasta or you can get just their regular entrees with like burgers or fish or um schnitzel is on there interesting yeah um and then wiener schnitzel you got steaks on there too, so of course. And of course, you got your sides and your desserts um, are the typical. There's a baked Alaska there, by the way. <laughs> oh well, but from what I hear, if you're going to do baked Alaska, you're going to go to the boathouse. Oh, okay. They set the standard for baked Alaska. And one of the cool things about it is there's a gelato bar. Ooh, okay. So, um, and they have specialty drinks. So there's of course a, they do. Tiramisu drink and oh, a tiramisu drink. Yeah, that sounds decadent. It sounds too much. Um, so here's an update: salumi is actually a variety of Italian cold cuts. So salami could be part of salumi. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that sounds like something I would eat, um, just because I like meat and cheese. But yeah, they have an old fashioned there. Ooh. Every place will make an old fashioned. Yeah, I know, but it's still fun. And they have mocktails for kids so they could have, or adults if you don't want any alcohol. And they have like all kinds of stuff. So it sounds, yeah. it sounds good. I'm not a Wolfgang Puck fan as much as I am a Morimoto fan, but I like chefs, so I'll try his food. Okay. Yeah. And obviously he's famous because he's good at what he does. Right. He may not be your favorite, but he's got something to offer. I know. I know. And so. I'm not dissing him. No, that's okay. But he should definitely pull out of the freezer uh, food meal market. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like, you remember in Ratatouille, they were sell- selling um, the, the frozen meals based on the chef. Yeah. Right? Chef. Uh, Ling- not Linguini. What was, the, what was the name of the chef? McKenna would be down here yelling at us right now. Oh, if, I If no she idea. knew that. Anyway, 
they were putting him in the freezer trying to make a quick buck. You know that food's not as good as what you're getting in the restaurant. True, true. Right? All right. The last thing I was going to mention, this doesn't have anything to do with food, but we didn't mention it last week just because Frank and I are not experts on this. Uh, but you bring a little more gaming perspective to the table. To the table. I'm talking. We're talking all about tables today. We're sitting at a table. <laughs> um, so I thought maybe we would talk about it today. There is a pop-up Kingdom Hearts 3 experience at Disney Springs right now where you can actually go and experience a playable demo of the game that won't even be out until... Maybe end of January, 1st of February. Oh, cool. So um, this exhibit will stay open from December 14th through January 31st. And there actually also will be a Keyblade exhibit and artwork from the game. Oh, wow. Have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? I have. Yeah. Um, on the DS. Okay. So I have two. I played, I guess the original I played, whatever. That was probably on like PlayStation 2 or something. It was old. Yeah. Um. I really like it. It's I mean, a lot it of fun. It's a lot of fun. It kind of blends. It's like a blend of Final Fantasy elements. It uh-huh. brings in Disney characters, mm-hmm. and and you can't go wrong. Those are that's a winning formula right there. Yeah. So uh, I so, always enjoyed it. Is this going to be on the Switch? Then I'm assuming Kingdom Hearts Three. That's a good question. According to my cursory research here, it appears to be Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Oh, okay. Well, I wonder why they're not putting it out on the Switch. That's crazy. Maybe they will. I just don't see it on the official uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 website. All I'm seeing is the logos for Xbox and uh, PS4. And if you like playing games, these are a lot of fun because it does. It has like a little bit of that anime feel to it. And then, but you also get like Disney characters and, um, we're looking at some pictures, you know, you see Rapunzel and Olaf and Donald Duck and stuff. So it's going to be all of the characters involved. And I mean, I had fun playing it before. So me too. I think it's a fun game. I, I uh, probably going to go to Disney Springs and try out that. <laughs> you can pop give up. us a report <laughs> on Kingdom Hearts three. By the way, guys, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, trying out all kinds of things yeah. <laughs> from here on out. When we talk about things going on in the area, you're going to be the expert. You guys just need to say, Sam, here's what's going on. Go do it, and I'm going to go do it. Are you going to take like videos or pictures of things you experience? Sure. Yeah, you should do that. And we could add to our YouTube channel. I will. I, I would love to do that. Be, maybe you should be more involved in our Instagram because you don't really help out much oh with my that gosh. today. Oh my gosh, don't cuss at me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a look at the list of other restaurants in Disney Springs quickly and just kind of, let's make a plan. So we know you're going to be visiting um, Wine Bar George. We know you're going to be visiting Wolfgang Puck. Here's a couple others I'd like you to try. You got to go to the boathouse. Okay. I hear nothing but good things about the boathouse. I'm up. You for could do a it. lunch there. You know, it wouldn't have to be a big fancy dinner unless you want to have a lavish celebratory dining experience. I mean, um, of course I do. <laughs> but but I want you to try the boathouse. I'd like you to try uh, Chef Art Smith's Homecoming. Okay. They've got like more Southern food, like fried chicken, that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. You're not much into that. Well, maybe you can put that one off. I'll try it when I get there. What about Maria and Enzo's Trattoria? That's going to be more Italian. Yeah, food. don't need a lot of pasta, but I'll try it. Okay. Um, I know, I'm weird. I mean, I'll eat these things. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat it. But I don't eat a whole lot of pastas or, you know, stuff like that. That's true. I know And that. fried food. I know this I about you. I don't eat that. 
What about the Edison? Will you try out the Edison? Um, absolutely. I'm definitely going to go there. It looked really cool when we were walking past it. Did you see they're having a New Year's Eve party there that's going to be, it's supposed to be kind of like a, a flapper kind of a party. Oh, cool. You know? Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. It should be pretty neat. But I won't be there for we that. Won't, we won't be there for that. Yeah. I mean... A lot of good choices, and that's just, I'm just looking at the table service list. There's there, even the, you got to try Chicken Guy. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm start just going to try it for McKenna. <laughs> that way she can be like, start God, the quest. <laughs> you got to start the quest to try the 275 sauces that they have. I mean, I would like to fly McKenna down and uh, her bring her with me. Chicken Guy. I, see, I need video of that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I think we need to fly her down. Well, and you got to come too. I'll get down there. You better. We should try to stalk Guy Fieri and see if he'll ever be down there uh, coming up in the next few months. Yeah. And send McKenna at the same time. That'd be cool. She might assault him the same way you would Morimoto if you were to see him in person. <laughs> I really, I really kind of feel like if we know Morimoto is going to be at Disney Springs, we need to avoid it because I don't. You don't need an assault charge on your record. <laughs> I won't assault him. <laughs> I will give him hugs and tears of joy. Yeah, and- but maybe it's an unwanted hug and <laughs> tears of joy. Oh, psychopath. But um, I'm excited to have a on-the-scene correspondent once you get down there. And might I add... Might you add? That... You might. Chef Morimoto is an iron chef. He is. What does that mean? He is made of iron. No. And that's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) He has more iron in his blood than we have. Mm, Maybe. (laughs) But you don't need to do the testing yourself. Nah, he's just, he's proved himself to be one of the best chefs in the world. Impressive! (laughs) Last thing I was going to mention, this is the only non-Disney Springs news I was bringing to the table today. Um, There was a change to the Candlelight Processional for December 24th, 4th, 4th? New Year's, no, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Justin broke. Oh my goodness, I'm having a stroke, I think. So, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. The, you know, they always have a narrator. Yes. A, a famous narrator. And, and for the, the stream that you can still go see um, that they did for the Candlelight Processional this year, Neil Patrick Harris was the narrator. Cool. So for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, it was supposed to be Edward James almost. Um, he's canceled for whatever reason. And he's been replaced. I say it's an upgrade. With Joey Fatone. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> no, come on. You know that he's fun. <laughs> Joey the fat one. Yeah. Aw. That's how it's spelled. Fat one. Fatone. You're so mean. Poor guy. That's what it spells. Anyway, so uh, if you were going down expecting to see Edward James almost, so sorry, you're going to have to settle for Joey Fatone. That's okay. And maybe, like I said, that could be an upgrade for some people. Yeah. I, I think I'd rather see Edward James almost. But anyway... um, that's going to be all I had planned for segment one today. This is kind of a little bit low key. Mm-hmm. You know, we put a lot of effort and energy getting ready to do the crossover event with Frank and Jen. And so now I feel like we need a little recovery period going into the holidays. So, well, and we're getting ready to have a lot of change happening, mm-hmm. but that means you guys are going to get some more content of in-person action in Orlando. That's right. Quality tent. Quality tent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll send things over to Landon and myself at M34D. And when we come back, very special segment number three, a returning champion. So stay tuned for that. See you in a bit. 
Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail. This is M34D, and I have a very special guest joining me on the middle cart, the middle train, the middle section of the monorail, if you will. There's no landing, but I do have one gummy bear king. Chicken nugget. Chicken nugget himself, Garrett Krutzinger. Garrett, welcome to M34D. Thank you so much for being willing to join me on this section of the monorail today. Yeah, it's... It's nice. I've never uh, been in this segment, I don't think, except with with McKenna that one. Exactly. You were here last week. But that doesn't really count because we didn't really talk about anything. I think you talked about the most important thing, according to McKenna, Remy and the Ratatouille ride. Well, she did. <laughs> you were there. You participated, although you sounded depressed. I need you to sound happier today, okay? Uh, <laughs> good feedback, though. There were, there were good you know, good reviews from the listeners. So good job. Thank you all for holding it down last week. Today, we're going to talk about something a little different. I think this is the first time we're going to talk about something that's outside of the parks, but it's still, I would consider it an attraction. It's still a show and it's something that's been around since almost opening day. It actually kicked off October 25th of 1971. And that of course is the electrical water pageant. Garrett, I know you just watched a video for the Electrical Water Pageant. You haven't seen it in person yourself. What were your thoughts just on the video that you watched? I didn't kind of. I didn't really like the instrument used in like the song. It's almost like techno-y music. Yeah, I didn't like that. You but like you like synth and techno and stuff like that. Not you, like that. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, since it's dark, you can't really tell where the lights are going to be, so mm. it kind of looks. Like they're floating. Yeah. And they, well, they kind of are. They're floating on water. Well, floating in air. (laughs) They're out on barges in the middle of the Seven Seas Lagoon. Let's just kind of explain what, for those who maybe haven't seen it or haven't ever heard of it, what the electrical, the electrical water pageant actually is. This is a show that takes place every night, weather permitting, on Walt Disney World's Seven Seas Lagoon and Bay Lake. There are 14 floats with lights that depict images sea creatures and other things and it just kind of cruises around making the rounds in front of the uh, monorail loop hotels it's a nice little feature usually starts around nine o'clock i think is when it kicks off and it's just a nice show that you can watch after a long tiring day in the parks might be nice to have like a little dole whip go out on the beach and watch the electrical water pageant go by and the music garrett's referring to It's very similar to the Main Street Electrical Parade music you would have heard when that parade was still going on nightly in the parks. Uh, A very similar thing. It's actually called, uh, it's based on the uh, Baroque Hoedown, and it's changed through the years a bit. Each one of the floats kind of has different music that goes along with it, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go. But yeah, the floats are, they're really kind of just flat barges. Again, there's 14 of them, and then there's, I want to say they're 20 foot tall kind of screens that are basically made out of chicken wire and then they just make images out of the lights like shape the lights to look like different images on those barges Garrett as you watch the show were there any particular barges that you thought were cooler than the others Uh, I liked the octopus the octopus is cool especially because it's song that was your favorite yeah that one's pretty cool I I always enjoy the uh, the dolphins that are jumping through the water. I think that's pretty neat. A nice little effect. I think your mom would be a big fan of the turtle that's ducking its head into the water. 
Yeah. That so, one was really cool. Yeah, the lights move. You know, some of it is a bit static. I know the serpent at the beginning, there's a serpent that kind of looks like it's coming in and out of the water. And then the only thing that really moves is the fire that's coming out of its mouth. But some of the others have a little bit more movement. And they actually do have several barges that have this effect of a dolphin kind of jumping in and out, in and out of the water. Update. The screens are 25 foot tall. Mm. Yeah, they're pretty big. Nice. Yeah. The show takes in total about 10 minutes to pass you from nose to tip. And it starts with the sea creatures going by. The very first thing you're going to see is the serpent in the front. It's changed. Of course, the show has changed throughout the years. Mainly minor tweaks. I don't really think there's anything too crazy that's kind of come and gone throughout the years. But the show we have today is is largely the same as the one uh, that ended up being the show in 1977. So in order of appearance, you've got a sea serpent that takes up four floats. And it plays a song from Pete's Dragon. Then you have a whale. I forgot about the whale. That takes up one float. And it plays uh, a song from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Then there's a turtle. An octopus. Which it plays Poor Unfortunate Soul. The Little Mermaid song. You've got three jumping dolphins on three floats. There's a brachiosaurus. That plays a a dinosaur song. Walk the Dinosaur. (laughs) A crocodile. And it plays Never Smile at a Crocodile from Peter Pan. Four seahorses on one float. It plays Fanfare and Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. And then Neptune, and it plays Fanfare and Under the, Under the Sea. And then, at the end of it, all the floats change to American flags and stars, and it plays a little patriotic medley there at the end of the show. And then it's done. America. America. You know, 10-minute show. It's, it's pretty neat because when it's so dark, you almost can't see where the water, or water ends and the night sky starts. So it does kind of look like the floats are just out there, literally kind of floating. They, they do a good job taking advantage of um, perspective with this show. And Garrett's not a fan of the instrumentation, but the music is fun and light. And I think it's appropriate for the show. So it's simple, but it's kind of a fun thing to watch. It's a nice little thing, a nice little added touch, especially, you know, and you don't have to be staying at one of the Magic Kingdom monorail resorts in order to see the show. You can always go, you know, if you leave the park on time, go over to one of the resorts. Like I said, get, get, a, get a treat, maybe get a drink. And um, as long as you've got a view of the Seven Seas Lagoon or Bay Lake, you're going to be able to see the pageant go by. Garrett, would you want to see this in person, you think? Yeah, maybe once, though. It'd be a one-time thing for you? Yeah, I didn't have a big finale thing. No, there's no grand finale. When it launched on opening, well, opening day for the electrical water pageant, it actually had fireworks that came off the barges. Nice. Yeah, that's kind Uh, of a finale thing. I imagine that that could go wrong. I guess it could, but I think for the most part, it was pretty safe. Um, This show is actually the brainchild of Imagineer Bob Janney, who, when he looked out into the water and saw, this is according to um, a write-up on touringplans.com, he saw a black gulf void of interest. (laughs) And and he said, you know, we got to do something with this space uh, to kind of liven it up a little bit. So, So he was really the one who came up with this idea and um, they even they used it as promotional um, on, on promotional uh, materials to entice people to come out to the parks. There was a brochure in 1972 that w- that tried to entice guests to watch porpoises leap, seals play, and even a sea monster breathe fire and come see the show uh, nightly, nine o'clock to ten o'clock on Bay Lake and Seven Seas Lagoon. So there are no seals. There aren't any more. There used mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, that's that one of the things cool that changed. Yeah. The pageant is 1,000 feet long. Jeez. That's, yeah. 
And I uh, already told you the screens are 25 feet high. These are the order it goes in. It passes the Polynesian Resort first at 9 o'clock. 9.15, it's at the Grand Floridian Resort. 9.30, it's over at the Wilderness Lodge. 9.45, Fort Wilderness. 10.10, Contemporary. 10.35, Magic Kingdom. It's actually viewable from the front of the Magic Kingdom, outside of the bag check. Uh, apparently, this is the least reliable location to view the pageant, so I wouldn't necessarily bank on that one. But it says, if the Magic Kingdom has 9 p.m. fireworks, the pageant is delayed uh, 10 to 20 minutes at all locations. Hmm. So it might push back the start time just a little bit. I don't know. I Personally, like if I was going to tell you what the best viewing location was, I'd say the beach at the Poly would be a good place. I am always a fan of the contemporary. So I say, you know, go there, go to the wave, grab a drink, and then go check it out. But uh, it's a good place to get some pictures. But, you know, wherever you can see it. It's just a fun little thing. And it's it's nice that this is something that is still around even from the opening year of the Magic Kingdom Park. It stood the test of time. And, you know, you got to imagine, the cost to run the thing can't be extremely high. I don't know what maintenance cost is or anything, but I think, obviously, if it was something that was expensive, Disney already would have shut it down. But it's nice that they're doing it, because it's not like they get any additional revenue from this. This is just a nice little fun thing for the guests. So, good good job, Disney. Proud of you for keeping it going. It's Here, nice. Here's to another 50 years of electrical water pageant. <laughs> All right, Garrett, anything you want to say before we wrap up today? The, the serpent at the beginning is too boring, and his fire looks like a tongue. You know what they could do is take some inspiration from the, the dragon that they've got in the Festival of Fantasy Parade and actually let it blow real fire. Now, that'd be an interesting serpent, then. That'd be pretty cool. Well, Garrett, thanks so much for helping me talk about the Electrical Water Parade. Oh, no, I even called it the wrong thing. Parade. <laughs> Thanks so much for helping me to talk about the Electrical Water Pageant. Why don't you plug your YouTube channel while you're here? Uh, Gummy Bear King. Uh, we got 93 subscribers now. 93 is not bad. We've got, we've, got, we've got some people. So go out and subscribe. Help Garrett get over that magic 100 number. We're going to take a little break, but when we come back, a very special guest is going to join us to help us take a preview of what's to come in 2019. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this edition of M34D. But you know what? The show didn't peak in the middle. It's going to peak right now. Because joining us, once again, a returning champion and an expert in planning Walt Disney World vacations, Nick Salcedo from Capture the Magic Vacations. Nick, welcome back to the monorail. Hey, hey guys. Glad to be back on the uh, virtual monorail. Uh, always a pleasure, and thanks for having me back. Absolutely. We are so happy to have you. It's always a good time when we bring our friends on to ride along with us. And, uh, and Nick, you actually reached out to me on this one, and you said... 
Justin, I've got this great idea. I would love, if you've got room for me, I'd love to climb aboard the monorail one more time and kind of look forward to some things that are going to be happening in Walt Disney World in 2019. And I was like, Nick, I love that idea. And of course, you're welcome anytime. And he's helping me plan my move in 2019. (laughs) I don't think he knew that. Oh, yeah. He's letting me know what events I want to be involved in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I can plan every every single hour you want to be down there at Disney World, we can make that as efficient as possible. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a big job. That's like, that's like a full-time planning job. I'm just kidding. Nick is now on salary for the Monday morning monorail. Um, Definitely a dream job. As long as that entails, I go over with you guys, you know, at least every other month I'll be there. Absolutely. Yeah. You'd have to. We'd have to have a, a, you personally on site to plan some of the most inc- intricate details. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that that does have, you know, a, a potential opportunity. You know, your own personal concierge. I'll get you in there, get you out, show you where you need to go. Yeah. yeah. As long as there's like about an, dealing with the riffraff, I got it. Exactly. As long as there's annual passes in it for you and the family, you, you could probably exactly. handle that, right? Yeah. That's oh, this sounds like a really great idea. <laughs> <laughs> if well, only we had more money. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's start here. Let's bite off a small piece of this. Okay, so okay. so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things coming to the parks in 2019, and and most specifically, we're gonna talk about some of the changes to the resorts. I know Nick has some insights into some of the new opportunities that you may have if you're traveling to the Walt Disney World Resort in 2019, and he may even be able to help you book a room before you yourself could, so we can talk about those sorts of things. But uh, first, let's take a quick look at the, at the parks, just because there's a few things that are happening, and in specific, let's talk about the studios for a minute. You know, there's so many changes coming to the studios, one giant thing that I can think about in 2019. I'm going to I'm going to just turn it over to you Nick. What what are you most excited about in the studios for 2019? Well, I mean there there is like you said a lot happening for uh, 2019 in the studios and I think just personally me, I'm a little bit more excited about Mickey's Runaway Railway, that little ride that's going in there. Uh I know there's a little thing a few people are excited about being Star Wars Land's going to be opening up, I but I haven't heard know, of it. <laughs> getting his own ride so I'm going to be there for that one. Yeah. No, you know what? It, it makes total sense for you and the kids. It's a perfect ride. It sounds yeah, like right. it's going to be a really cool experience. I mean, I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds unique in the sense of how it's all going to be uh, characterized and carried out. I've heard a lot of different versions of how it's actually going to be implemented. But, you know, everything that I've been hearing sounds, you know, amazing. It really does. Yeah. I, I am excited about that one. And as you mentioned, Galaxy's Edge opening in 2019. Um, some other changes coming to the studios, of course. They are um, converting Pixar Place into a Incredibles-themed Municiburg city block. Yeah, the studio is going through all kinds of changes. I know also we're getting uh, very close to the unveiling of the new studio's logo. That That's interesting to me because... I actually was convinced that they were going to change the name again of this park. And I don't know. I guess it's a, it could happen when they unveil the new logo. It could be a new name, too. But I don't know. I, I just think at some point, I don't know that the studio's name is going to stick anymore. You know what I mean? Well, I have to say it. Hashtag always MGM yeah, virgin. That's right. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but yeah, I can see where all the changes that they're making and 
you know, like it or, or love it or hate it, you, all the IPs that are coming into the park and everything, the Hollywood Studios name in itself, I don't think it's as reflective of where the studios was, you know, like 10 years yeah. ago. Now it's really changing. And especially with my, my kids going down there, it's, you know, a lot more interactive for them uh, rather than the studios and what it was in the 90s. I mean, mm-hmm. not a whole lot is getting recorded there uh, as far as, TV shows, movies, things like that. So it seems to me like it's kind of stepping away, making a transition to something else. So yeah, the studio's name would go with it. Yeah, so we shall see. I also didn't mention the the new Lightning McQueen experience that's coming to uh, the studios. So that uh, McQueen's Racing Academy that we're going to get as well. So mm. another cool thing that would be fun for the whole family. Quickly, I want to hop over to Epcot because I think that's the other place where we're going to see a lot of changes in 2019. Um, it, you know, Magic Kingdom's getting a few new experiences. Mostly there'll be like a new dance party. Um and Animal Kingdom is getting a couple little tweaks as well. We'll see what happens with Rafiki's Planet Watch. I think that's still up for debate. But uh, but one thing we know for sure, and probably the thing that hits closest to home for me, is that Illuminations will be going away in 2019 in, in Epcot. And I, and I know there are different opinions out there about Illuminations, but I really enjoy that show. I think it's my favorite nighttime show, and um, I'm a little nervous. I, I'm excited that we will get to see the uh, Epcot Forever show, because I think that'll be cool. I almost yeah. wish that was the new permanent show, but um, what, whatever they're going to do um, after that, I'm kind of nervous about. Uh, Nick, where do you stand on Illuminations? So Illuminations, I mean, for us, the first time that me and my wife went down there, uh, we were in Epcot. We watched the Illuminations. It was amazing. And the last time that we were down there, I don't know what was happening. Some technical difficulties. There was a boat the entire show that kept going in and out of there. Oh. And it seemed like the globe just wasn't working like it should. I was under the impression where I had the memories that it opened up. A lot mm-hmm. of different things happened with it. Mm-hmm. None of that happened. Oh. And more and more... <laughs> I've seen on Twitter, you know, uh, different pictures here and there, movies of things with that show not actually, you know, going through as smoothly as it had in the past. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sounds like, I, I, I don't know if they're, if Disney's just kind of pumping the brakes on the budget to keep it running. So we're looking forward to all the new stuff. That's or interesting. Yeah. It's actually, you know, not working like it should anymore yeah and and you're being polite when when you when you talk about these technical difficulties lately i don't know if you saw this sam but um it was about a week ago now or maybe two weeks ago there was a firework that misfired and was like in the crowd like burning there were people people had backed away i don't think anybody was hurt but it was blazing on the ground near where people were standing i don't think they would do that on purpose no it wasn't on purpose no 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 no. what we're suggesting is that maybe they're not putting the money into maintenance like understanding the show's going away or something i don't Um, don't know it seems like they'd still try to maintain safety standards but but that that was crazy that's insane i i didn't see that yeah so So i don't i'm not really interested in being set on fire when i go watch illuminations but i didn't know it was that kind of interactive show Mm. but uh yeah that intense get that up close and personal (laughs) with the fire yeah i'm out i'm out yeah (laughs) that's not what i paid for life (laughs) 
<laughs> but but you know, just like the studios, Epcot's kind of going through a transformation. Disney's been pretty uh, vocal about that, and it, and it's you know it starts with the space restaurant they're putting in, the new Guardians attraction, some of the things they're adding to World Showcase. There's a rumor that there might be two new countries that are added in the next few years. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the biggest thing for me will be keeping my eye on really what's going on and what we find out about Epcot in 2019 because I think we're going to learn a lot more. That was really kind of the things I want to talk about. As we transition out of the park, one of the biggest things that's coming that kind of connects the parks and the resorts is the gondola system or the Skyliner. I've been very vocal about how excited I am about the Skyliner. Um, hashtag no AC. I think it's a sweatshop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but... One of the stops that the Skyliner is going to be making is at a new resort. Nick, tell us about the new resort. Yeah, so uh, one of the new resorts, it's a Disney Vacation Club resort. It's the Riviera Resort. Uh, that one potentially, as of right now, set to open in the fall of 2019. So um, as of right now, we're kind of still waiting on some more further details on when it's going to be opening up. And that one, that is pretty much uh, adjacent to the Caribbean Beach Resort. That one in itself has been going through a lot of changes as of recently. They got a new restaurant, some other things. I want to say there was, the pool was refurbished, but don't hold me to that. But a lot of changes have been, uh, been making to the Caribbean Beach um, just to get everything ready for the Riviera Resort. And that one, you know, like I said, it's going to be a DVC resort, but that's open to Anybody who um, wants to make reservations at, you know, I, I don't know the details as far as how they schedule in, um, how many people are going to buy in for DVC points until they start phasing out, you know, different rooms and what have you. But for the most part, anybody that wants to stay on that resort, there's rooms available and open uh, as far as the fall of 2019. You know, like you guys were saying, the gondola system connects everything together with not only the Caribbean beach, but Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Art of Animation, Pop, they're all on the same same gondola system. And I think uh, some of the things that I was looking into that looked amazing that I would at least want to go in there and try out, they've got this rooftop restaurant that is going to have views of Hollywood Studios, Epcot, the fireworks. I mean, that's going to be wow. amazing if you can sit there and watch that. Just like if you're in uh, California Grill in the Contemporary watching... Um, you know, the fireworks show in Magic Kingdom, and you can do that for some other ones as well. And I think that's something that we're really going to look forward to going and checking that out. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. So, yeah, the Riviera Resort um, being all DVC. So, how exactly does that work? So, are you. If you were going to book a vacation at an all DVC resort, but you're not a DVC owner, so say say I called you up and I wanted to, to book a vacation. I told you this is the ones that I, that I've got my eyes on. Do you have to rent points to stay there, or they're just you you can book them for for guests um, like you would a regular room? I didn't think yeah, I knew that. And that's where uh, some of the details with the DVC and just kind of regular rooms for anybody to book, that's where the details kind of get a little fuzzy because, yeah, it is a DVC resort, but until they sell enough points for vacation club members to take, you know, take on consistent reservations and have consistent hallways, consistent rooms and areas taken up with those DVC members. They want to still have people in there and have ah. the availability to stay in those rooms because, you know, if their room stays empty, then they're not making any money. So people can go in there, 
and have those reservations for those rooms. Once they hit, you know, threshold A of uh, this wing of one of the resorts for selling DVC rooms, then they'll kind of phase out the general public. We can't make reservations okay. there. It'll be more DVC. And then depending on how much they're selling, that'll kind of phase out different places. But I don't, I don't know if they would ever sell enough to completely phase out um, the, the, the ability for the general public to stay at those resorts. They always might have some, you know, some availability here and there for them, just not as plentiful as, you know, like the fall of this year. So that, okay, that makes sense that I, I totally get that. Yeah. If they've got a room and they don't have all the DVC sold, of course they want to put bodies in there and make yeah. some money. Um, yeah. Now, would you have, if you were non DVC staying at that resort, would it limit some of your access to maybe a certain lounges or any of the amenities? Yeah. And that, that does. And it depends on, I don't, I don't know the details of it, but if you're looking at like a lot of the DVC resorts as of right now, um, like animal kingdom for one of them, we stayed there last time. We're DVC members. You have to have a special bracelet with, you know, I don't know how it's coded, but if you want to get to, you know, the concierge room and that's where you're staying, you're a, a DVC member. Before you get up there, you got to scan your badge before to let you in. Okay. Uh, there's certain laundry areas and things like that that are, you know, just for DVC members. And if your bracelet doesn't scan in, you know, the door doesn't unlock. So that's one way that they can control that having not only the general public as well as DVC members in the same similar areas, but have it more you know, custom for DVC members have these amenities versus, you know, the general public don't, doesn't necessarily have access to that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So how many rooms is the Riviera going to have? Do you know that number? Uh, it's set as of right now, it's had it's just 300 units. Okay. And those are kind of broken up. They they don't, they're, they haven't come out completely with the details, how many, you know, suites versus deluxe studios and you know all the details of the rooms we just got 300 units as of now so we'll wait and see what what it all shakes down to be that sounds uh that's like uh port orleans size or something it's not huge right yeah yeah definitely not huge but this uh unlike some of the other ones they're building vertically rather than kind of horizontally so it's more of the ah. tower that's going along with it hence you know you can see the yeah. fireworks from that restaurant on the rooftop. So yeah, that it's not taken up as big of a footprint as some others. Yeah, that makes sense. So what else is coming to the resorts? I know we've got the Riviera. You talked a little bit about Caribbean beach. What else can we look forward to for uh, changes to the resorts in 2019? Yeah. So the other big change and this one, it just got uh, kind of put out there uh, for with the destination D not too long ago that we can now make reservations for the Grand Destino Tower. Oh, yeah. And that's the new one opening up at Coronado Springs. And I mean, that one, you know, compared to the, the Riviera Resort, that one sounds pretty amazing as well. And they do have more details as far as that goes. So as of right now, starting in July of 2019, we can make reservations starting in July. So anybody staying July or later, if they want to stay at the Grand Destino Tower, you know, let me know. We can book everything there. And this was pretty much just an expansion of the resort. Uh, more or less, they were looking for getting more rooms, uh, available space in there. I know this has always been labeled the uh, convention resort as far as all the other Disney resorts. And I believe in this tower, they do have more availability, more space for conventions to happen. 
But the big thing with this tower it is, let's see, 545 rooms, and uh, it brings the grand total of that resort to 1,800. So I mean, this oh, is wow. a pretty big expansion. Yeah. So definitely a lot of a lot of you know room and places to keep people for that one. Yeah, that's think, big. Yeah, and some of the big things like two of two of the other big attractors. Not only is this a brand new power expansion of this resort everything's new has you know all that that new glitz and glamour that goes along with it but two of those restaurants again we've got another rooftop one it's more tapas uh steak seafood that the name of that restaurant's toledo and that has not only indoor area but outdoor space as well and i believe from that one you can see some of the nighttime shows being at coronado I don't think you would get as good a view as the Caribbean beach, but you might get a, a little something. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. other one that looks amazing, if you see any of the artists rendering pictures of this, it's the Tree Bridges Bar and Grill. And that's like a little island restaurant that's out in the middle of their Lake Dorado, that little lake that they have at that resort. You just walk in there and again, it's got primarily indoor, outdoor seating. I mean, that looks amazing. Just seeing those two restaurants, that's a reason in itself to go there. I agree. Well, first of all, I think rooftop dining is a lot of fun. That's yeah, like it is. <laughs> that's, it's awesome. It's it's such a nice little novelty. Like I love the views and, and if you are, you know, whatever nighttime shows you, you're able to see while you're enjoying your tapas, um, that would be a really cool experience. But I will say the renderings that I've seen for this um, the restaurant that looks a bit like an island, man, it looks really cool. Have you seen any of the pictures no, for that? I we'll have not. to pull some up here in a minute so you can take a look. But yeah, it looks like a really cool. Um, it, it's it's out in the middle of the lake, and th just of course, artist renderings are always going to look pretty, right? <laughs> but it does look like a really cool place to to dine and lounge for sure. Well, I'll be able to go, <laughs> yeah. and I'll let you guys <laughs> tell know me all how about it. Is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can just sneak over there, grab grab some dinner, and then head on out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so just excited. Just rub it in my keep rubbing it in my face. I will. Miles. I will. Don't worry. Um, well, by the time it opens, you guys are everybody's going to be down there. Yeah, right? we'll all it's be there. The yeah, fall. but she'll still go without us, probably. I probably will. <laughs> They'll be like, "Where are you?" I'll be like, "Uh, had to work late." <laughs> and actually, I'm dining. Yeah. Right. Now here's here's where I have to turn in my uh, Disney expert card because in my mind I was thinking about Port Orleans River or French Quarter being relatively small. That's still a thousand rooms. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's bigger than what I was thinking. Um, boardwalk ends a little closer it's 378 rooms so this like when i think about it, but but boardwalk ends more spread out right so we're when we're talking about riviera it's going to be it's going to be more tower style so uh yeah guess what i don't know everything listen if you've listened to any of this podcast hold on hold on, hold you on. should okay. say that again what? i i occasionally what no no don't add words. don't have all the facts <laughs> straight it's difficult uh -uh. to be an expert on everything Walt Disney World. That's why we have to have Nick here. He's he's the one that has all the facts. I just like to hear you say you don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said in the very beginning of this show we don't claim to be experts. Yeah, but you tend to lean like, oh, yeah, but I know what's I, happening. I play oh, one on TV. Push up my glasses. <laughs> I'll tell you guys what for. <laughs> it's true. In this house... In this house. Oh, my gosh. I'm the Disney expert. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Anyway, 
yeah so the so the grand destino tower we we talked a little bit about that um looked at some artist renderings of, of the rooms and the and man that that looks like that's going to be a fancy place the coronado is going to look totally different when all of this is complete I mean, I think it was kind of like I've never stayed there. I've actually never visited that resort. It looked interesting to me in in the um, like I've watched videos of like you know walking tours of it and okay. and things like it looked it looked like an interesting place, but it always I think I always thought of it as like well that's the convention hotel you know that's where all the stuffy businessmen go they're all going to be over there um, the pepper market was supposed to be pretty nice of course I never went there to eat mm. man it, it really is adding to the appeal. With the new tower, the new restaurants, everything they're doing to that resort, it's it's definitely. It, if we needed a place to stay, it would be on the list for sure. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know. I'm sure. Well, anyway. Well, <laughs> we're not on the same page on that one. But I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, the the resort itself it was amazing. But I think we only stayed there one time, and it was very spread out. Yeah. Like that lake, that Lake Dorado they have, it's a 14 acre lake. Wow. So. If you're not pretty close to the, you know, all the hub where the restaurants, uh, the buses come get you. I mean, it can you can be walking for a while to get to yeah. where you need to be. But yeah. I think with this expansion, it kind of closes things in a little bit more, so it's not as inconvenient getting from one place to the other. Mm. And now that you say that, I think I remember when we were talking about it. I think there's like a shuttle that actually can take you around just for the resort because things are so spread out. Huh? Yeah. So. That's true. It's a big place. Hmm. Yeah. That's hmm. How about hmm. that? No. Definitely a good place to visit. <laughs> I'll visit it. Because <laughs> I'll have time. There you go. Yeah. Check out. All, yeah. Do a little uh, groundwork for us and let us know how it all plans out. Uh, it'll be me calling you guys like, okay, I don't know where I am and I'm lost. <laughs> this is 14 <laughs> acres of crazy jungleness, and I don't know where I'm going. You're going to be out in the middle of the lake, are you? Yeah. In the 14 acre lake? Sure. <laughs> You'll be really lost if Wait, you're out swimming in the lake. <laughs> there's a restaurant in the middle of it. Well, that's what they're building, yeah. It's going to uh, be on, on well, the lake. I thought you could walk. I thought there was like paths or like bridges or something. Okay, whatever. Total different picture in my mind. <laughs> Again, I'll visit and I'll figure this stuff out. <laughs> right? Yeah, go check it out. So, so Nick, I know those were kind of the the biggest changes. Anything else you wanted to highlight for the resorts coming up in 2019? Yeah, so those are two of the big ones. I mean, some of the other ones, you know, here and there, you're going to run into um, some different uh, construction that they are doing. Um, you know, maintenance things that they have to upkeep with things. I think the big ones, like we already kind of touched on with the gondolas being, it's going to definitely affect the Caribbean beach, art of animation, pop century. So anytime you guys are anybody that is staying there, I mean, just be under the realization that there is some construction that is going on there. So, you know, depending on how significant, that that stuff is at that time you know that may interfere with your overall experience of it and then just be mindful as well when they're going out there those prices might be a little bit lower at those resorts just because they want to incentivize to get people to those places just because they are doing that construction which does interfere to a certain degree with um, their overall experience Uh, one Mm -hmm. of the other ones uh, of note, again, at the Art of Animation Resort, 
their big blue pool that's going under construction in the fall of 2019. Hmm. So I don't know the specifics as far as the date as of yet. But again, just to be mindful, if you're looking for that Galaxy's Edge, you want to be in Disney World 2019, the fall, to be in the place of all that anticipation, you know, things there might be a little bit more inconvenient at the art of animation with the pool being down and everything. Yeah. Oh man, we love that pool. I hope I yeah. hope it's just like regular maintenance and they're not trying to do something crazy to it. Garrett Garrett was a big fan of it because you know that's the one with the music underwater. Yes, it was different music underwater than above. <laughs> so we heard all about it several times. So. Yeah. yeah, that pool is amazing though. How big it is. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's lot of fun. Cool. So I don't know if you guys have uh, seen anything with uh, over the past few months, any leaked information with the Star Wars resort concept that's coming out because I was looking into everything and that was something else that, you know, leaks here and there are coming out. And, you know, that's not supposed to open until around 2020 or later. But I mean, that sounds amazing if that's, you know, in the pipeline in the future coming out, if that can play off of galaxy's edge yeah that yeah that that's like kind of a bucket list kind of thing um i you know i've seen some of the new pictures that have been coming out i've, I've seen some of the news of course i'm trying to follow it closely i'm a bit of a star wars nerd um yeah. but yeah i it's one of those things that i would be all in to do like the full immersive three-day experience or whatever you know whatever it is um, I, I think I think all of us said we would be willing to do that. Yes, um, but absolutely. but I also want to send my kids to college, and I'm worried that uh, that would <laughs> maybe be in the way of their college fund if we decided to do such a thing. Yes. Well, I can't send you to college, but we can go to space and experience the Star Wars story. I don't know. Yeah, that's an educational experience, though, it right? Is. Oh my gosh, it's history, right? It happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And we'll teach them Dothraki. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is not Star Wars. I know. I know it's not, but it just made me think I know. <laughs> things fantasy, that don't work. <laughs> yeah, fantasy education. They might as well learn Dothraki, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely bilingual. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so reflections not going to be open next year. Uh, but we've started to learn more about that. And that's also going to be DVC, is it not? Um, I believe so. At least maybe a mixed resort. That's that's what I remember reading about it. And and it's going to be a little bigger. So what I'm reading says it'll have about 900 rooms. Um, but it looks like it'll be pretty cool on the on the former site of River Country. So not next oh, year, yeah. but but in time, at least probably for the, the 50th anniversary celebration coming up for the yeah. Magic Kingdom. Yep. Yeah, that would yeah, that one's in the pipeline definitely. Hopefully they can get that and like maybe that Star Wars uh resort opened up for their 50th. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. That has to be the plan, I would imagine. They need those rooms. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a lot. Yeah. So so Nick, the the next thing we need to know is let's say we've convinced some people that they need to go and and book a room at one of these resorts or see one of these new experiences in the parks. Um, how can they get in touch with you uh, in order to do that? Yeah, so, I mean, any way uh, possible. I mean, the first thing um, on Twitter, if they want to follow me at TTA underscore team underscore lead, I've got all my information. If you want to direct message me there, 
if you want to look under my profile i've got my uh website on there you can follow me at facebook get in touch with me there at nick salcedo at capture the magic vacations and you can check me out there again direct message me send me a link and you know or yeah just get in touch with me send me an email and we can get to planning this vacation and as always all my services everything's 100 percent. you know no extra cost nothing's added in no fees or anything that i charge for all that stuff you free obligation quotes there's no obligations to any of that stuff and if you if you guys wouldn't mind i mean i'd like to extend this you guys have had me on this is the second time now so uh all of the, all of your listeners the monorail passengers as it may if if you guys get in touch with me um let's make it by the end of January, you get in touch with me, I will send you guys a free gift card that you guys can spend at, you know, anywhere Disney related, anywhere at Disney property, want to use it for snacks, dining, use it for whatever. I mean, let, let's get this Disney thing going. Yay, that's do, awesome. Do they need to tell you that they heard about you on the monorail? Yeah, thanks for adding that in. That definitely helps. I wrote it down. Definitely didn't say that. <laughs> send me that email and uh, send me that message. Yeah. Make sure they said they tell me that they've heard about that, heard about us on the uh, Mon- Monorail podcast, and they will get that gift card and everything. So. They can have some more extra funds to spend in uh, Disney World. That is amazing. They could also reach out to me and invite me to come along with them <laughs> to use their gift card. <laughs> and I go. won't be there that far away. Because <laughs> right. that, that concierge service, uh, you offer that now, right? You, <laughs> yes. Since you're down there, you'll be there. <laughs> For you can show them around that lake. Free food and drinks, and I will show you around. Uh, we may be swimming, but <laughs> you may end up in a lake. <laughs> you will, you will have a lot of fun. <laughs> that is awesome, Nick. Thank you so much for offering that to the monorail listeners, and and thank you for all the services that that you provide for Walt Disney World guests and and everything that you do. And and that's 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 amazing. I, I really encourage you all get in touch with Nick before the end of January, and he is going to take care of you and make sure that you don't have any Walt Disney World vacation regret. Yes, you're going to see and do everything that you want to do. You can hear him. He he tells you all about all of his services um, on the previous uh, iteration of the Monday Mo- Monday Morning Monorail podcast where he joined us. So you can hear all about that. Go back and check it out. But give Nick a call virtually. And <laughs> what do they call that? Email? Um, yeah, sorry. Direct I'm getting old. message. P- p- pick up your kitchen phone and dial 1-800-NICK-SALCEDO. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No one has... Oh, number that gets to <laughs> Yeah, don't dial that number. We, we can't guarantee that that'll be a good line for you to dial. Oh, no. Um, but no. Oh, man. Yeah, do it. Do it. Make, take advantage of that offer and and Nick once again thank you so much for for joining us and we'll do it again very very soon yay Likewise. thank you guys for having me it was fun as always and thanks to all of you for listening to the Monday Morning Monorail podcast you can get in touch with us on all the social medias we're Monday Morning Monorail most places just Morning Monorail on Twitter we're on the YouTube. Go look at our beautiful, smiling faces. And you can email us, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs> How awkward can I make the ending? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. 
Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.